the <laughs> the best theme song was the What's this good we do? We're coming after you. Gonna solve that mystery. Dude, that, that intro song was a banger, bro. You can't tell. It was absolute banger. It's um by Simple Plan, and they sing uh, I'm just a kid. My life is a nightmare. Oh, do they really? Yeah, they sing this. So they're the same. They're the same band. That is so, it, that fucking. I remember when everybody yeah. that was like a TikTok trend. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, why? Because you know, I was wondering. I was like, why is it such a fucking banger? Like, why is it such a good song? Like, why is the intro song so good? And so I went and looked up who sang the intro song, and I was like, well, no fucking wonder they're like an emo emo grunge two thousands. You know, that's band. not that's not emo grunge to me. That's, okay, what's well, that's like the equivalent of Green Day, Seattle honestly. Seattle Sound, whatever you want to call it, Seattle Rock, whatever you want to call it. You yeah, know? that's probably a good way. Yeah, to yeah. Because I think this the whole like that whole sound started. It, in, like, it, if it if it can be used as an anthem for like a late nineties, you know, early two thousands high school movie, I'm coming with you. I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> okay, no, but that's a that's an anime opening right there. Dude, it is an anime. That is one hundred percent an they, anime. Have you opening. seen the the videos or they like on TikTok where they yes, dub it they, over they, the, they like, and it like and it fits, bro. And it I'm like, works wow, perfectly. bro. It, on it every single anime well. that I've seen, it works perfectly. It, it fits way too well. It fits way too well, honestly. All right, I'm 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 cracking. You ready? Oh boy! Well, guys, welcome back uh, to uh, Nerds and Slur Words, episode three. We're just cranking these out like fucking uh, bunnies in uh, mating season right now. Um. <laughs> oh here, here comes the crack. Here comes the crack. Yeah. Here it is. Oh. oh, that was like simultaneous timing. Oh, so a very different beer this wow. week. So for the last couple of episodes, we've had. IPAs, India yes, Pale Ales. Yes. This week we've got a lager. Yes. Zilaka. And we're using Oh. We're using a very specific type of glass. Because it's October first, or we are celebrating Jesus Christ. Look at the, the look at the head on that shit. Yeah, I'm gonna relax a little bit. So we've got one liter cans. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Oktoberfest beer. Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, we've got one liter cans, one liter mugs. We're using the Paul Laner Oktoberfest beer mug mm. set, which comes with a mug and a one liter can of their Oktoberfest beer, traditionally served mm-hmm. at the actual Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. You know, festival. Um, they call it the liquid gold, according, or at least the locals in Munich call it the liquid gold. Liquid gold. I mean, can you can you guess why? Because it's fucking golden. And Look at that color. Absolutely yeah, gold color. I mean, you've got a four inch head on that yeah, thing dude, right it's now. It's fucking huge. A lot of hops. Trying to get as much beer in. <laughs> I know. My cup is possible right now. I don't know how. I don't know how anybody can actually pour a, the full liter in here. Oh. Good. Yeah, and that's got some serious retention. That head is not dying out. It's not dying. Well, that's probably because we're drinking it in an instrument that it was designed to be drunken. Yeah. Well, all I, all I can imagine is those beautiful uh, women in Lita Holson bringing me these. But those, those chicks, those barmaid chicks, bro, they're fucking ripped, bro, carrying like five or six of them at the same time, bro, with <laughs> one hand. I'm like, God, <laughs> did you have like a death grip on it? Yeah, All right, yeah, and, and, and this thing is heavy too. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. It's not. It's not light it's, by any means. I actually, the funny story. I cracked one of my glasses in my sink when I was washing this. <laughs> Did you really? I dropped it, and it fucking just destroyed this <laughs> glass cup that was underneath it. So that's how hefty this yeah. thing is. <laughs> Dead as cracked. 
a glass of mine, and I was like, "Fuck, holy shit!" Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a heifer right here. It's a heifer. I mean, it's look at that. It's a golden color. Mm. A lot of hops in this thing, apparently, because Beautiful. it is very very foamy, rich, head. golden. It it literally looks like it's from a movie. It's like you know the movies where they're at Oktoberfest or like Euro Trip or whatever. And that you know the ladies are bringing. What out a the, great movie! Yeah. I was absolutely thinking I was of like, that yeah, movie like when Euro I was Trip, doing and it's like it's like where the ladies are gumming serving them beer, bro. It dead ass looks. That's what it looks like, bro. Okay, so all right, well, we've had the official beer crack episode three. We've got our beers poured. Look at, I mean, it's still sticking. I mean, it's been. Yeah. Well, mine's not. <laughs> mine's not sticking is, anymore. But, but check this out. Yeah. You ready for this? Prost. 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 Oh, damn. That's a... Mm. Oh, you could hear the sippage on that right there. Oh, that is a good beer. Mm. Ooh. That's, that's, that's very nice. It's it's like um, a, little, a little bitter. Definitely on the bitter side. Like, definitely more bitter than I would, I guess... Uh, then I would I don't know I don't know what you would call this beer. Do you know what's like the type of beer it is? So this is say, a lager. Uh, yes, yeah, what I was about to say. So it is a lager, right? Okay. Well, yeah. so just so you know, so Germany is known for lagers. Okay. That's where lagers originated. Is, oh, is, is Germany? Well, yeah, it's a lager. Yeah. Lager, yeah. I mean, it's a German word. Um, so mm. this is an uh, this is a lager. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an Oktoberfest lager, mm. also known as a dunkel. A dunkel. A dunkel. Dunkel. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, you know. Probably one of the more popular beers uh, as far as Oktoberfest goes, because obviously we have a keg here with us. Yeah. Completely different beer. We're going to see if we get to it. America. I'm going to be honest. I really think we're going to get to that keg, because this beer (laughs) goes down so easy. Yeah, it really does. It's very very enjoyable. Very sweet malt to it. Yeah, yeah. And very light. I mean, super easy to take down. Yeah, so I'm like like used to like Mexican lagers, because we're Mexican, like Dos Equis. Pacifico, Indio, whatever. What is that? What is it called? Or La Azteca or something like that. What is it oh, called? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, tecate, you know, that oh, that type tecate. of shit. Yeah, Tecate is like the Bud Light of... The Bud Light of like Mexican beers. And and they're very bready. They're like non-hoppy. Almost it's all just, uh, I guess, what you, I guess malt is what it would be. Well, Multi-flavored. Uh, yeah, but Tecate would be like a Mexican lager because... Yeah. So, surprisingly enough... Yeah. We drink, or most people drink lagers all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, that was what I to say. Budweiser, Bushlight, Coors, all, all of those lagers. are lagers. Because they taste like bread. Right, exactly. Just, Super but, bready but, taste. But this is, I actually prefer this because it's like, you can taste the hops in this. Yes. I well, like, I mean, look I like at the head that yeah, comes out Yeah, you're right. The you pour was, a Bud Light into this yeah, cup, yeah, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get any head, yeah. So th- it's a beautiful, like, it's almost... out. <laughs> I don't want to like disgust anybody, but it's almost like a piss golden, like when you're dehydrated. <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's like it's like a beautiful piss golden. I don't know if I would describe um, it as piss golden. <laughs> it looks yellower to me. Like it looks like a uh, brighter oh, than what it's I very would, good. What though. I would call piss Holy golden. Shit, it's good. It's fucking delicious. It's very good. I guarantee we're gonna go through this. Yeah, um, we're gonna finish so, this for sure. <laughs> like I said, I mean, we're, we were questioning before it started, before we started the podcast, if we were gonna finish this shit or not. It's but a liter. Like, That's like yeah, two beers. But, but, but uh, this we're is, definitely gonna get. Yeah, we're never gonna finish. Hundred percent. So I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you though. What would you guess the IBU rating is at? You said it's a little bit bitter. Yeah. What would you guess it's at? It's a little bit bitter, but it has like a smoother, like kind of almost like like you said, a little bit of a a sweeter like kind of finish. Um, and it has a beautiful that beautiful golden color. I can see why the people call it liquid gold. You know, in Germany. Uh-huh. Um, 
I, you know, IBU, I mean, I, I, you know what it reminds me of? And it's probably because it's also like the, the people who make this beer are also, you know, immigrants from Europe. Um, it reminds me of a Shiner. Like the, almost like the, like when I first drink it, I was like, oh, this kind of tastes like Shiner. But okay. Shiner, Shiner is a, but like Shiner's not German, right? It's like a. Shiner is not German. Yeah. Giner. Shiner's obviously from Texas. Yeah. But. But the, but the immigrant. But it is a Bach, which is a, a lager. Which is, oh, okay. Bach okay. is a type of lager. So there you go. So Bach is a type of lager. Okay. Which, which is why it reminds you of that. It's mm-hmm. got the very sweet malts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. Shiner's a little bit darker. You know, they yeah, roast the, the grains a definitely. little bit more than this, but it's got the sweet malts. Yeah, it's got the color, hot varieties. Color and flavor as well. But I, think I will like say that Shiner does not have the, the hops that this has. This definitely has, you know, some 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 really good aroma to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and obviously the flavor is... I love it. I, I think mean, it's very good. Very easygoing beer. Super very mellow. Very good. To me... This like a, is this is something I would drink. Yeah, like, all the time. Like, yeah, I would drink this too. Like, like if this I, is like if I had to stock like, my fridge with like Bud Light versus this, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would choose oh, this. Of course, of course, all day long. All right, and then is this like something you could like eat a like eat a burger with or eat like fries? Oh with? hell yeah, you it's could a very good compliment. Yeah, I you think, could definitely go for a full and, meal. and like like and to me like IPAs are not necessarily that i think in comparison to what we've had in contrast they have their place because i've had yeah i've had like burgers and stuff that specifically pair with With, ipas yeah but they're specifically paired i'm just saying that you could eat this with with anything yeah yeah. that's what i'm saying well and again it goes back to the bready flavor of the lager you know the malts so and and this one actually is you know it's got the pilsner malts it's got the munich malts there i mean again a munich based company paul laner um, known very, very, very well in the Oktoberfest community. You know, everybody mm-hmm. that is that is uh, a regular goer of Oktoberfest, you know this beer. You know this company, and this specific beer um, is only ser- is the only one that's served by Paul Liener at Oktoberfest. Wow. So, fantastic. And then it's, it's and I, because I, I read this off of the box, and then, then you confirmed it, but it's one of the only six breweries in, in in munich that are allowed that are have allowed, like permission yeah. to right so to, there's to, six you know. tents at at oh, Oktoberfest. i see i see and you got to remember six million people go to this festival every year Yeah, bro they, the germans like getting lit man they which really by do. the way is not happening this year Sad. it has not happened last year it didn't happen this year unfortunately Sad. you know r.i.p yeah to Oktoberfest. but Fuck. you know what we're mid-covid it probably wouldn't be a good idea anyways. yeah understandable yeah. Oh, we gotta go we oh definitely bro <laughs> definitely go that's gonna years. be a podcast episode in the future we get to like episode 100 or something oh yeah it's gonna be done from munich germany yeah, i want to meet a i'm gonna meet a german woman named helga <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna be car- carrying like fucking eight of these yeah, mugs she's be fucking just double fisting like 16 handling fucking pawing fucking you know raw dogging 16 fucking mugs at the same time i want you to know i'm already halfway through this beer, bro. <laughs> Oh, Herr Lopez, here's your beer. <laughs> like, yes, I'm sorry. Herr Lopez. Herr Lopez. So, <clears throat> Munich, Germany. That is the birthplace of Pauler. Of Paul Lehner, not Pauler. <laughs> Whoa, bro, you good? The slurred words. So, Oktoberfest beer, a Bavarian specialty. Bavarian. Bavarian. So, Bavaria, so obviously, is, is, is the is region of the Germany, region. you know, where, where like, Munich is at. I think uh, it's, it's kind of like... Almost like a state, yeah. I think province. I'm probably wrong on that territory, whatever they call it. Yeah, uh, Germans. Yeah. I'm so sorry if I'm getting that wrong, but yeah. I, I I did a little bit of research. It is the province of Bavaria. Get it right, <laughs> American <laughs> idiots, idiots. So Paul Ainer, 
You you gotta Shite. you gotta hear the history behind this shit, dude. So sixteen thirty four. We have monks who brewed a strong ass beer, God the Sal- the Pauliner Salvatore. That is what mm-hmm. it's known as today. The monks brewed it according <laughs> to the purity laws of fifteen sixteen. So Roman Catholics at the time mm-hmm. gave them specific laws, bylaws, ingredients that they could use to brew. And the monks followed that. They created their own methods. They brewed their own beers. They did whatever they wanted to. And, and it, it came out great. Yeah, um, so great that. that they started, um, you know, serving a little bit, you know, and, and people started serving enjoying the, a lot to the peasants, to the public. Yeah. To, <laughs> to, the, to the peasants of the, the world. Yeah. To the common folk. Yeah. Yeah. The common folk. And, and people started enjoying it a lot. You want to know how much they enjoyed it? The breweries in the area got pissed off because wow. they were actually becoming significant competition. Wow. Like the monks was, coming it, in, yes, dude, brother the Paul, monks. brother Paul Brewing having a microbrewery in the monastery. Exactly, it's like, yo, bro, have you tried my beer? Just <laughs> 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 walking in, the, you know, the, the village, the the fucking German village, like, yeah, bro. Say, hey, brother Paul, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I, I got a keg of my beer that I made in my monastery. <laughs> Would you like to try some? It's <laughs> like, oh, sehr gut, sehr gut. <laughs> exactly, dude. So. It's kind of confusing the way that Pauline are listed on their website, and they kind of because they they give you like a timeline and history and everything like that. Um, so Damn. the breweries, uh, some you know, sent a letter to the mayor or whatever, like complaining <laughs> about. <laughs> they actually complained. Yes, like one hundred percent, like full Karen style. Oh, they damn, wrote a bro. letter. They wrote a strongly worded these, letter. These uh, and breweries are. Ask me why I don't know. The fucking website just listed as this, but they consider that letter the start of the Pauline brewery. Wow. I don't know what the correlation is. It sounds like, it sounds is like there. the Germans are very fucking petty, bro. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna use your official complaint letter as our our drafting document as a company, bitch." It's our <laughs> it's our declaration it's our of independence. Declaration of independence. Yeah, bro. Exactly. That sounds like some pettiness, bro. That's for real fucking pettiness. They're like, brother Paul can't make beer. Exactly. Well, and and so it you want to make it even more petty. The city allowed him to continue. Yeah, fuck yeah. Dude. So almost a hundred years later, it's because the it's because or more than a hundred years later, seventeen fifty one, the monks are allowed to serve the beer for the first time on the on the day celebrating the father of their order. Oh. And so when they did this, they invited yeah. a bunch of Bavarian electors. And they served it to them. And you want to know how much they fucking liked it? They gave them an unrestricted license to serve it. They were like, you know wow. what? I want everybody to taste this. The Lord's beer. This is the, <laughs> this is the Lord's beer. The Lord's beer, bro. And the Bavarian electors were like, this right God here, damn. everybody needs to taste this. Shit. So, yeah, that's what they did. And, and to this day, it is a tradition mm-hmm. where um, they will give the Bavarian prime minister... A liter, just like we're drinking right now, Jeez. of Pauliner Salvatore, which is a different type of beer. I it's it's the that. very first, the very first beer that they brewed. You have the variety pack, so I do, yeah. what I would say is that we we're we're gonna have another episode, obviously, in two weeks, and then I would say in the following two weeks after that, when Oktoberfest is actually happening, mm-hmm. we have that Salvatore beer, Shoot. just for the sake of it. I would I'm think that, I think that would be cool. Hello, Phoebe. Hello. Aww. The dog will want some attention. Uh, so just so, just so everybody knows, I brought my wife in because I want her to taste this beer. That's how good this shit this is. is. Very like, good. I want to spread the word yeah, right now. Spread, make an apostle of everybody. You got you to gotta drink it like, like a German. Like a German. Okay. From there Deutschland. Wow, that is really good. I want, right, come here. <laughs> Tell the world. 
The beer is really good. <laughs> <laughs> that is the official review. Of the stamp of approval from Miss Lily. Of Mrs. Lara. Yeah, so. Oh, it's very good. I can't complain. Yeah, so, so again, unrestricted license. The oh, mayor man. gives it to them. Boom. Yeah, so they're, they're allowed to serve. Um, so, again, that's the tradition today is they give them one liter right. So, um, wow. And, and one more little factoid little about factoid, Paul I will, I will throw this in there. History nerds. Yeah, just one little history one nerds. Little history. Are, oh, this is definitely going to be a history nerd history thing. History nerds are bricked up right now. They're like, oh, my God, tell me more. <laughs> 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 they're very puckered. So, World War Two. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah. Germany's infamous. Yeah, it's a, it's a dark, ch- dark it's, chapter, it's a dark history chapter history in their lives in German history. Yeah. We have moved on. Yeah, yeah. Germany is known for their beer. You know, I would love to go yes. to Germany one day. Yes, yes. Absolutely, beautiful, it's would, a beautiful country. I would absolutely love. To I've go been to Germany. there. My aunt and my uncle just got back from Berlin. Actually, Sheet. so I actually been to Berlin as well. Funny, funny thing. I mean, have I, you really? I was passing through. Yeah, we were, we were on a bus ride because we were in Poland. I went for World Youth Day. Dude, my aunt yeah. is from Poland. She oh, went to visit shit, her family in dude. Poland what, and they dipped what, over to Berlin. What city did they go to? That I don't know. It's like a small city or something? Ah, uh, that I don't know. I would like need a, to ask her to be honest. City? Yeah, my aunt is from Poland. That's badass. So, <clears throat> um, anyways, but yeah, but I've been to Berlin too. We, we stayed there uh, waiting for a flight uh, to, 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 get, to get out, yeah. I didn't have any beer there, sadly, but I was underage at the time. Well, in Europe, I wasn't underage, but in America, I was, so. So would they refuse to serve you? No, they would. They would. They would serve. They would serve you. They would, they could, as long yeah, as you're eighteen. Could, as long as you're eighteen, yeah. But of course, you know my my chaperone was not happy about that because <laughs> there are people who actually did go drink that were underage in America. Really? And, and they went. Out, they went out <laughs> to drink. the fucking Catholic. Yeah, thing. yeah. And they went out to drink, and and then you know you're like, guys, you're not supposed to be doing that. Of course, I like I don't I don't know how much my chaperone knew, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they knew. They just kind of they just played dumb. They just ignored it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. There's a lot of good stories from that fucking trip, bro. So, anyway, before we get off, before <laughs> Anyways, we get off topic, yeah. there's gonna Go be ahead. there's gonna be plenty of time for that. But just because I'm gonna forget if I don't, I'm, I'm this this beer is hitting. Okay, it's amazing. I think it's very good. So Paul Ainer, mm-hmm. World War Two. Obviously, Paul Ainer is in Munich. Mm-hmm. Munich is a very uh, tactically advantageous city in Germany. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think. I mean, I, I would imagine it's one of the you know, largest cities. cities so, yeah. I mean, it would make sense for is them to the capture. Is it the capital of Germany? No, Berlin is. Berlin is <laughs> capital, I was yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Munich was uh, raided many times during World War II, like air yeah. raided. And Paul Ehner was incidentally destroyed in 1944. The Damn. brewery, the main brewery in Munich. Sad. Um, sad. <laughs> That's, so that's yeah, I mean uh, that was one of their setbacks. Is their entire brewery was absolutely destroyed in an air raid in 1944, Jesus. but was rebuilt by 1950. Wow. Yeah, they uh, they completely had to refurbish the entire yeah, uh, I mean, I can, yeah. you know facility. I mean everything was absolutely destroyed. So just a little 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 history factoid. Um, so I asked you this question earlier. You said. Uh, I asked you what IBU rating you would guess it was at. I, I didn't you give it. You said it reminded you of Shiner. Yeah, so. So give uh, me an IBU rating. I don't know, like 30? 30? Yeah. Okay, so Let's we've had we've had St. Arnold, uh, 54 IBUs. Man. We've had El Chingon, like which 70, was 72 IBUs. 72, yeah. Paul Lehner, Oktoberfest beer. Okay. Sitting at 24 IBUs. Shit, okay, so I wasn't far off. I was like you were six, not far at all. I was six off. I was six off. You were close. Really? Yeah, 24, 24? IBUs. Wow. Uh, I was Shiner, Shiner's actually 18 IBUs. Yeah, I was about to say, I wasn't expecting like a uh, 
I was expecting in the teens, honestly. I was expecting a teens value. but Yeah, it's a little bit higher than that. 6% ABV, so not super high on the alcohol. Yeah. But definitely, definitely when you drink a liter of this, you're going to feel it. <laughs> For sure. I'm feeling it a little bit. It's 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 a it's lighter very, it's a lighter beer that that just really flows well to be honest. It's very good. Though. It's got a full body to it. Yeah, you know, it's good. it's it's great to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, lagers, lager. I you know I'm not gonna be able to go this whole episode without talking about what a lager is. Lager. I already said this. German originate or origins. Origins yeah. in a lager, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you ask and I, anybody, and I don't know. I don't know. So I'm actually learning as well as you're talking about it. So yeah, yeah. So what's the difference between an ale and a lager? Would you say? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like uh, isn't an ale like a descendant of the me- of mead? Maybe I don't know. Well, so and then and then lager is like after. Is it more recent in invention than the, than that? The I ale? will say yes. Lagers are a more recent invention. Yeah, yeah. They were actually discovered by accident because oh, they used yeasts that could survive at lower temperatures. Hmm. Um, because typically when they ferment the beers, they're at a certain temperature. Well, they, they, they started using yeasts that could survive at lower temperatures. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how they discovered lagers. So, because the real difference is Mm -hmm. the type of fermentation is the bottom fermentation versus the top fermentation. Okay. Difference is that with bottom fermentation, the yeast will collect at the bottom of the beer, at the bottom of the of oh. the of the liquid that is being fermented. Okay. Um, and this is typically because the the yeast has a different um, density and mm-hmm. the temperature. You know, it, it it it's different because the temperature is kept lower, usually at around forty to fifty degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. So the difference is that like the yeast works less vigorously, and okay. it creates carbon dioxide more slowly. Oh, okay. Which I mean, obviously, you have when you, when you have any beer, you have a slight carbonation to you have it. Carbonation, right? yeah. So, yeah. So the the bottom fermentation versus the top fermentation, because in ales they use top fermentation. It's the type of yeast that they used, right? Mm. So the yeast sits at the top of the liquid that is you know fermenting. Okay. So that's the main difference between a lager and an ale. Obviously, we've been drinking oh. ales for the past the past couple of episodes. Okay. This is in the India Pale Ales, yeah. IPAs. That's so, what we've been drinking. So, so this the, is a very different so type of beer. So they put the yeast at the top with IPAs. The no. yeast sits at the top. It's, sits at the top. It's, they don't inject it or anything like that. Yeah. They use different types of yeast. Oh. So depending on the temperature and the type of yeast, the yeast will either rise and stay at the top of the liquid or will oh, fall okay, and will okay, okay. we'll so stay that, at the bottom of the so liquid. So it's more to do with the, with the temperature and the type of yeast then. Correct. And that's what differentiates a, a lager from an ale. Right. And so what? What? where does the yeast go in a lager? That's my question, I guess. The yeast, I mean, they, it's... It's put in. I mean, they just pour it yeah, into they the. Yeah, pour uh, it in, and then but what is it like? What like they, it goes at the bottom or yeah. Right so what the they top? do is they pour it into the wort after the boil, uh-huh. and then it falls to the bottom of the. Oh. Uh, it, it it will obviously you know ferment in the yeah. process, but it will collect at the bottom of the liquid mm. at, of the wort at the time. It's I a see. wort at the time. We know once it's done, it's a it's a beer. I see. Yeah. So and so ales are the opposite. They raise it to a temperature. And they have a type of yeast that rises to the top. Correct. It's okay. usually kept at a little bit higher of a temperature over time. Over time. At yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So, that's cool. so this is typically brewed during October. Some beerology. Right Some here. beerology right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You got a little bit of one hundred and one on that shit. So yeah, Oktoberfest beer. Fucking A plus. A plus. A. And fucking this plus, is dude. Uh, you know, this is 
Again, like we said, only brewed during Oktoberfest, typically. And Oktoberfest, you, I, I didn't know this. There is a law that says that the only beers that can be served at Oktoberfest have to be brewed within the city limits of Munich. Wow. And then served at the tents. And again, there's only six tents that are allowed. Pauliner is yeah, one of them that Pauliner. they serve. Um Wow. So yeah, like in this one, for example, the hops are like the Hercules and the uh, I'm gonna butcher I'm, the, I'm gonna butcher the shit out of this the Hayatower tradition. Um, so those are the types of hops that are used in here. Obviously, super hoppy, like big you know retention of the head, yeah, uh, super a, foamy, it's a big ass head, uh, a very sweet and creamy malt. You know, I mean, you definitely get the uh, like yeah. with especially when you have the head at like full retention. You know, when you got four inches of foam on the top of your beer, you're gonna have a lot of cream in there. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Man. Yeah, I can I can tell. And it's you, so good though. It's fucking it's, it's, amazing. It's fantastic. And you got like in this one, so uh, <laughs> Ah Yeah, he's really good. He's definitely feeling it. Yeah. So we have citrus hops typically. Mm. That's what we had in the IPAs, right? Yeah, we got yeah, a lot yeah. of citrus in yeah, those. Yeah, very citrus notes. These got definitely. a little bit of citrus. But in these, you get a lot more of like their earthy, sort of grassy notes to it. It's, I can it's, taste that, yeah. It's a very different type of hop. Yeah, it almost reminds me, like like the aftertaste is almost like a... The finish is not like bitter. It's almost sweet, a little like very kind of tangy sweet. But the but the but like the aftertaste is kind of like when I would drink a... Or I have like Guinness. I don't remember what Guinness I had, but it's like it reminds me of a Guinness. Like drinking a very dark, like very earthy beer. Because you know what Guinness reminds me of? Like you said, it has this earthy, very earthy notes. It reminds me of coffee. It's like a beer coffee almost. Beer that's coffee. What, so yeah, that's so what loggers are known for that. Loggers yeah, are yeah. known for having beer coffee sort of things. Yeah. I will say Guinness is more known for stouts. Yeah, yeah, for stouts, which is a different type. Which of is like the Guinness Drought is obviously probably one of their more famous beers, um, which... That's Irish though, right? Right. It's an Irish beer, which Irish. is what we're going to be having two weeks from Hopefully, now. Hopefully... Two weeks from now, yeah. Correct. Ugh. So, yeah. Um, beautiful beer. Mm-hmm. Great taste. We learned a little bit about mm-hmm. <laughs> about mm-hmm. Germany. Mm-hmm. What I will say is that, like I, like I said, we in a couple of weeks, we want to have Oktoberfest mm-hmm. stuff. You know, we want to have like an Oktoberfest-style podcast. Do, do they do that here? In, in, uh, not, not necessarily like in the events? States. We have something similar to it in New yeah. Braunfels, oh, uh, close that, that, to San Antonio. Yeah, that's what I'm talking but it's, about. It's yeah, not, yeah. not Oktoberfest. It's it's just a beer festival, basically. It's just basically. a beer festival. <laughs> I mean, it's still worth it. I mean, shit. I'm going to be there. Exactly. When is it? happen actually um i think typically in november in november okay yeah all right well i'm gonna be here <laughs> you're yeah. gonna be here <laughs> i hope you're be here <laughs> I'll, I'll be here Shit. so um before we kind of transition over to yeah nerd dumb i actually thought of a my my creative juices are flowing right now so i actually thought of a, <laughs> yeah I, I thought of a of an alternative question because i had posed a question before the podcast to my uh my co-host Manny here, but but he had said we should wait because we have another. We we want to have a guest on hopefully next podcast. And the guest is going to be sort of so, our special, yeah, our subject matter es- ec- expert. Oh God, ec- 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 <laughs> I'm stuttering here, <laughs> slurring. The slurs are definitely flowing right now because this beer is going. I can't down stop. Like I water. can't stop drinking. It's really fucking good, dude. <laughs> it's, like it's really good. It's it's flowing like water right mm. now. So before we transition into that, I do want to mention. Mm-hmm. You know, any anybody that's listening right now, I want to thank you guys for listening, obviously. Yes, thank you. But um, I want to let you know, we are going to be coming out with a website pretty soon. We're going to have right. a bunch of different uh, blog posts, 
all kinds of different articles that we're, we're going to be writing about beers, about nerddom. You know, we're going to be writing all kinds of stuff. Um, not coming out with merch or anything like that right now. You know. Oh no 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 <laughs> no no no. Uh, you know, even yeah. though we've heard that the, our logo is great. Uh, yeah yeah. Which props I, to my I, sister I, again. I, yes, for, she's for a very talented logo. artist. I got yeah, I've gotten really good feedback on on the sticker. Actually. Yeah, or like the or people have told us that we should make into a sticker. Yeah, so yes, we're gonna be coming out with a website. Um, you know, it helps us a lot if you if you go check it out. Um, I will let you guys know when the re- official release date is going to be going. We're actually working on it right now to get it out as soon as possible. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all of our podcasts will be available on there. All of our, you know, a lot of what we talk about in the podcast is going to be going into further detail, mm-hmm. you know, in the articles and different things like that. Yeah, so just, uh, we're know. obviously more eloquent when, when we're not drinking. So yeah, yeah. there's going to be yeah, some blog posts on there. So if you ever want to, like, kind of kind uh, kind of guess about or have, like, a kind of summarization of what we talked about in one podcast or a particular topic that we cover in the podcast, it'll probably be in a blog post on there, yeah. um, on the uh, on the website, uh, so you guys can go check it out. It'll be nerdsandslurredwords dot com, I believe. Yep, it's not ready just yet, but 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 yeah, it's gonna be coming soon. So probably by next podcast. It'll so just just an advance notice, yeah, yeah, just to yeah. give you that. And the other thing live. that I will ask, it'll be live soon. The other thing that I will ask is that if you are enjoying the podcast. Please give us a review wherever it is that you listen to our podcast: True. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and give us a five you know, star. Anchor.fm. We're going to be putting them. We're going to be putting all of our podcasts on YouTube pretty soon. Um, you know, mm. wherever you listen to it, please give it a review, leave it a like, give us some comments, give us some feedback. Anything, any sort of interaction helps us out tons. Just yep. to know that we're on the right track. You know, those five stars really make a difference to, to make us stand out on the algorithm. That's what it's for. Really. It's, it's all about the it's algorithm. All about the algorithm. And we appreciate hearing from any of you guys too. So, again, if you're listening, if you enjoy, please give us the rating. Please. If please. you don't enjoy, let me know why. I want to know what the fuck I'm doing wrong. Yeah, if, yeah, but you how know can what? you possibly hate even Goyle's even voice? the hate? Even the hate is good because at least you're listening. <laughs> at least you're listening. <laughs> you add to the statistics of listeners, so even the hate hate listeners are good. Okay, exactly. And keep I, fucking hating. Bitches. You know what? Ironically enough, yeah. When I was looking at when I was looking at our statistics, we have German listeners. Oh, and you mentioned you were like, oh yeah, maybe like a VPN or something. Yeah, but if you are a German listener and you're yeah. listening to us right now, and we're talking about fucking Oktoberfest and Pauliner, which you're probably very familiar with. Yes, if you are a German listener, please reach out to me. I want to know who the hell you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, hey, send I, us, send us some. Uh, we'll open up a PO box. You can send us some actual like good German beer. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. Be Actually, really cool. speaking of which, that'd be cool. So, uh, Send us some German beer. Yeah. So, a co- a coworker of mine, he's from Vermont. Okay, he's got a beer that he's going to send us out. I'm not going to name the beer yet. Oh my! I looked up the beer. Uh huh. Fucking amazing ratings. Like wow. everybody gives it like five stars. Five out of five. And it's an IPA, so it'll probably be a couple episodes from now. But Damn. I'm just saying. He said he's gonna send me this beer from it's and I can't get it anywhere. You can't get it in Texas. Wow. It's a Vermont based brewer. So he said that he's gonna get me that beer. Yeah, the beer is coming up. He's gonna get me yeah. that he's gonna <laughs> get me that beer. And that it's he, he guaranteed that I would be amazed with the flavor. It's a double IPA. Very strong. Hundred IBUs. Holy shit. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that's some that's some fucking maybe maybe you know I'm just realizing right there's now there's some Frankenstein's of the uh, there is some Doctor Frankenstein's of the beer world and I feel like that's a well it's a double IPA I mean just imagine IP. a triple IPA that's like a, I, I, does that even exist how do you even do that you, yeah it's definitely a, a triple triple IPA definitely exist how do you do that though extra extra hops extra brewing the fuck? There's, there's a lot so of you extra just do it twice is that what it is <laughs> you just do the brewing twice twice I will like, explain yeah, to you I will explain to you double, double IPAs on another yeah episode. I was like yeah I gotta do some research on that. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna because I've done a lot of research on IPAs, but I don't, I don't want to. There's a lot of shit that I got to get into right now to, to oh, tell you about what I a am double IPA feeling this is. beer, my veins, <laughs> and I feel it's really good. I can tell your face is getting a little red right now. That's uh, really good. It, though. it might be a mistake to crack open that keg, but yeah, we're gonna find out. We're, uh, I don't know. Should we mix? Should we mix beers? Honestly, I don't, I don't know. I think it's kind of sacrilegious. So mix. for reference, right now we're about thirty-seven minutes into the recording. We've had a couple of different, you know, times that we've had to stop and do a couple of things, that but is very true. not very much. Uh, Maybe like five minutes in. We're about less than halfway. Well, you're definitely seventy-five percent of the way. Yeah. I am more than halfway. I'm, I'm probably about sixty-five percent of the way through this beer, which is the equivalent of two beers. So we're gonna try. Really, that. this is the equivalent of two. Fuck, bro. Yeah. I'm I think it's because we're drinking it so fast. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it's very good. It is a very enjoyable beer. Like I said, it's, it's definitely fantastic. It's it's good. Like I, I can I can see myself drinking it like when I'm having a burger or having fries. You know, out you know eating somewhere like at Hop Dotty or something. Hop Dotty, Hop Dotty actually has pretty good beers on tap usually. Um, yeah, so I could see myself drinking this like all the time. Drinking at a baseball. Well, no, I think that's. This is a little bit too good for a baseball game. <laughs> it's a little too high quality <laughs> for a baseball game. <laughs> a little, you know, the baseball game. You got that that cheap shit. You got that Miller or that Coors or whatever. You no, know? no, no, no. You want to talk about a baseball game, and, I, and I'm going way off topic, but yeah. fuck it. So, baseball. I'm not the biggest fan. I will admit, but there's a lot of Latinos. Actually, my play. wife used to live in Boston. Yeah. Lily used to live in Boston. Um, and Boston, yeah, Boston. So. She lived right by Fenway. So when we were going, mm-hmm. when you know, one a couple of the times that I visited her, and actually one of the times that I visited her for her graduation, we actually went to a, a Boston Red Sox game. They were playing against the Houston Astros. I had this fucking fantastic beer. Yeah, you talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a Samuel Adams. Samuel Adams, I, I which is don't, brewed in Boston, isn't it? It's brewed in Boston, yeah, exactly. That's and probably why it was fucking good. It was a it was a Samuel Adams fantastic beer. I and again at Fenway, you can only buy two beers at a time because fucking line takes forever, and it's like twenty bucks for two beers. <laughs> a good old capitalism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude. Yeah, if they can if they can milk you for whatever they'll, they can, they'll milk going you for those, to. that ten dollar beer, <laughs> exactly. Which yeah, I, so, in actuality it probably costs like four bucks to make it. <laughs> shit, no. I mean, I guarantee it takes like twenty cents. Twenty cents. I mean, you think about it. You can buy a ten pack. You can buy a six pack for ten bucks. It's true. That's. I mean, they got to make margins. Shit. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways. All right, we're we're getting off topic. So, let's go to your question. We're gonna we're gonna officially switch yeah. over to nerd dumb from beer dumb because guess so what? Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 question. What was the beer? Like, what was the name of the beer? So it was a Samuel Adams Summer Ale. Summer Ale. And I'm gonna be honest. I got the bottle version. Just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. It wasn't and the same as on on tap on draft. No, I well, and, the, and a part of it keg. is also probably just the. And this is a phenomena that I fully believe in. As someone who has, uh, you know, researched a lot about beer and studied a lot about beer and done yes. all that, 
This is a phenomenon that I officially believe in, is that the atmosphere that you are in actually affects the beer, too. (laughs) Really? I mean, psychologically? I don't know if I can scientifically prove it, but definitely I would say that the the atmosphere you are in affects the quality of the beer. I mean, because maybe maybe it's just that you're not paying attention to the flavor or whatever it is, but but when when I was at that game, I mean... You know, my wife and I, we had we had beers, and fuck, they were good, bro. I mean, I downed that shit so fast. I mean, it was like fucking water when I was fucking dehydrated in the desert. I mean, mm. I was absolutely dying of thirst, and mm. this beer was my was my your, salvation. Your it was quencher. nectar of the gods nectar to me. Nectar of the, the ambrosia. Exactly. Ambrosia. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit a lot. Why? Why, Mike? Did I clip or what? No, because you're, you're clearly feeling the beer. Yeah, I'm feel, well, it's fine. Leave it in. It's entertaining, That's right? The slurred <laughs> words. The ambrosia. Anyways, so I feel like like we should have like uh, the those those five ladies, the muses from Hercules. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, Hercules exactly. is underrated, bro. Her- Hercules needs a live action. Change my mind. Hercules is one of the ho- one of the hops in this beer. There you go. I'm talking about the Disney animated picture, motion picture. <laughs> but we're also talking about the hops. It, need, yeah. it needs a live action. It needs change a live action, mind. bro. Change my mind, bro. Change my mind. And then they, they can't like, yeah, they got. But it has to be live action. But it has to be good. You know, it can't be shit. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, you're gonna that. That's probably gonna be like our mantra of this show is just the word. Anyways, like we we, we absolutely anyways. go off on a tangent, like just on a completely different topic, and we're just like, anyways, anyways, the ambrosia. Okay, so let's transition to the nerddom. <laughs> ambrosia. We're on beer right now. We're yes. absolutely downing these beers. Let's yes. go. To, let's go to the nerddom. Okay, so the question I had while I was just sitting here contemplating. Um, uh, for, for fermenting yeasts, um, top yeast and bottom yeast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, was what is your favorite, um, like a fandom? What's your favorite nerddom, so to speak? Your favorite, I guess, uh, realm Ooh. of fiction. My favorite realm of fiction. And I know you didn't Ooh. prepare for this because the original question was about The Witcher, but we're gonna try to push The Witcher question to next. Uh, podcast episode because we have a, like I said we had a guest coming. So up. I we'll, we'll consider that a teaser for yeah, anybody we'll that teaser. for anybody that's paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Just think of the Witcher. Witcher. That's gonna be the next episode. Um, shit. Yeah. My so favorite nerd. So I'm putting you on the spot, but I mean I already know my answer because I I think about this often. So all right. Well, let me let me think about this a little bit. Let's yeah. hear your answer. So my 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 answer is probably. It's probably it will it probably will be because I yeah I mean it is uh, yeah I have more books about this in like my book collection than any other like subject is is Lord of the Rings definitely I'm a big not I mean I wouldn't say I'm a Lord of the Rings you know lore aficionado but I definitely know a lot like more than the average I think person probably okay. would. Um, or, 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 and, and, and like, I feel like this, like Lord of the Rings is very gatekeepy. Like a lot of, there's a lot of people that like to gatekeep in Lord of the Rings fandom. I, I try not to What do you do mean that, by that when you say gatekeeping? Like, like they say, oh, you're not a real fan if you've never read this book or this book, you know, that contains this lore and this lore, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So the, they'll, they'll gatekeep you based on how much, like what you've read and what you haven't read basically. Okay. Yeah. So they say, oh, if you've never read, if you've never read the Cimmerillion, you're not a real fan. Cimmerillion, Cimmerillion is like the history, 
is is J.R.R. Tolkien's slash Christopher Tolkien, who is his son, who continued writing and editing after his father had passed on in his in his stead. Um, uh, is like the the history of the world, basically. So it's the it's the big Bible of lore, essentially. Okay. And explains the stories that kind of are interwoven into the main narrative of the Lord of the Rings. Because the Lord of the Rings takes place in a certain uh, period of history in the in larger uh, loader, uh, what do you call it, universe. Sure. And so the Silmarillion explains what happens before and kind and a little bit of what happens after the series of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mo- mostly what happens before. And so you hear a lot of the name. There's a lot of name drops, especially in the books in Lord of the Rings of characters. And so those characters are actually like kind of like living and breathing in the Cimmerillion. It explains like what they did, how they did it, etc. So I mean, I guess the, I you guess could think of it as a large index or la- large not index but a large appendix rather. This is basically just a giant appendix of of history. Of, so I guess fictional, I guess my question is imaginary though. history. <laughs> well, and that's and that's the question. Yeah. So so to me, you know, my favorite fandom would be something that you know I've studied a lot of the lore on, yeah. um, or you know that I've at the very least contemplated about. To me, what life would be like if I were to be placed into that universe, right? Yeah, I am. Um, so, and, and that's probably the nerdiest thing you've ever heard. Well, welcome to nerds with slurred. Lur- well, I mean, it's yeah. I think, <laughs> welcome I to think nerds and slurred words. All, all of all of fiction is based. It's just based around the concept of escapism, is being able to escape from your present. Oh, damn, that's the environment. Fuck, environment. You're, you're, you're fucking circumstances. Dropping bombs right now. Shit. Trying to find some kind of sense of of relief in that escapism, which is not always the case, but. That's nonetheless is you know that's the reason I think the that's a fundamental reason of, of all fiction in general. But but I mean I might be wrong. I'm not a psychologist. I so so psychologist, so what so. is the escapism that is involved in Lord of the Rings for you? I guess um, there is a certain uh, I guess I don't know how I guess I guess the the, the eternal struggle of good good over evil. And the then having struggle, yeah, the eternal struggle of good over evil. And There's the, the slurred words and good, yeah, blah, blah, blah. and the, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> little, 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 little. <laughs> pulling a Patrick. I don't even know what the fuck is um, happening right it's now. It's a Patrick. Okay, it's a Pat. It's a SpongeBob reference. Oh, um, it's a SpongeBob reference. All right. Um, I'm a goofy goober. Uh, <laughs> I'm a goofy goober. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, no, but <laughs> I'm feeling the beer right now. Anyways, so so it's <laughs> eternal struggle of good versus evil. Yeah, it's a good versus evil. Good versus evil. And so in the and the I think the main theme is kind of you know obviously unrealistic and idealistic is that good eventually triumphs over evil with with a lot of struggle and a lot of uh you know a lot of loss along the way and then there's there's like certain characters that kind of embody like the I guess the ideal or the the vision uh of of an honorable death I guess I know that sounds like really morbid. But to die honorably, to die I, a soldier's death. I, I, I guess, but you know, because you don't always have to be a soldier to die honorably. But sure, sure, sure. But to die, to die with honor, to die with honor, to to, to have like this kind of very theatric, spectacular, uh, you know, like death that people will. Do you think you think, weave do you think into dying songs. with honor has to be spectacular and theatrical though? 
I guess not, but this is this is the, the, the you're asking me why I like it, and that that's okay. why I like. Okay, that's sure, why I like. Sure, sure. And there's a lot of examples of that in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they just fucking yeah, death, and they just fucking die. You know, like they rush. Like there's a a particular character is probably my favorite character, but it's King Theoden of Rohan, who's that of who's, Rohan of Rohan, who is the leader. He's the king of of the Rohirrim, which are the horse people, the horse riders. They're like the legendary cavalrymen of uh, Middle Earth. Um, that are also descended from these, you know, ancient lineage of men that are, that you know at one time were very powerful, almost like to the you know uh, equivalent of the elves. Which, if you're a loader nerd, you know that the elves are kind of like this ethereal, angelic, almost angelic, you know, race of uh, creatures, and so like they're descendants of those men. Um, but but King Theoden kind of embodies that that like vision, that the ideal, uh, that uh, spirit of an honorable death, because. Um, he like it goes from being this very like weak-minded uh, like almost this marionette controlled by a, an evil force to this like leader of man that everyone respects him and that he leads uh, uh, honestly he leads like a lot of his countrymen his kin to their death but but he dies in an honorable way he dies um fulfilling the i guess the ideal of 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 living on i guess living on in another life because like I got, I, and you have to like like go like really deep into the lore. But there's a scene in the movies, especially in the books as well. Um, but but the movies is like really what captures, I think, like the vision of what what it was like. But but there's a vision of where there there's another uh si- there's a t- city that's being besieged by this orc army who's evil, and so uh, this whole time these other men that are the ones that are being besieged the 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 uh, Gondorians. Um, have been trying to request aid from Rohan, uh, who is their like sister kingdom rather, and um, the, since the king Theoden has been pre- controlled by this evil force, this evil wizard, um, he was unable to like help and assist uh, Gondor in their the struggle against the orcs. And so now this is like the final moment. This is like the calamity as the you know the orcs are are storming the walls and killing the people of Gondor in their last bastion of you know uh, civilization, their last great city, which is Minas Tirith, which is this <laughs> giant you know giant beautiful tiered city you know carved into the side of a mountain. God, you are uh, you are. Way more eloquent than I would expect you to be at and, this point. Um, yeah, because I'm talking about Lord of the Rings, so I know. So it's all burned in my mind, brother. Um, and so there's a <laughs> there's a scene in the movie where that where the Rohirrim appear to save the day, um, to, to kind of relieve some of the pressure on the Gondorans who are being besieged at this point, and they're losing pretty badly. They're outnumbered uh, by the orcs. Okay. And so there's like six thousand or like seven thousand Rohirrim that appear. And so uh, the deeper meaning behind that scene, and uh, you've never watched Lord of the Rings, you should watch it, just because it's, frankly, it's rather, I think it's the most Grammy awarded, uh, or not Grammy, fuck, Oscar awarded, goddamn. Oscar, Oscar award winning. Grammy mo- is music, yeah, brother. Yeah, it's the most. So the, I'm going to be honest with you right yeah. now, though. Yeah. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> it is, the, it is the, the, the most highly awarded trilogy of movies ever made. It's won between all the movies. I think fourteen Oscars. Fourteen which, Oscars, which is more than any other trilogy of movies ever made. 
Um, I, I wouldn't say it's like the high. I don't think one of the movies is like the highest awarded Oscars, but definitely, it, cinematically, it is. It is one of the considered one of the masterpieces, um, because especially because the CGI, the CGI for the time still holds up to this day. If you go and watch the movie, oh, I 100 percent agree. Is, well, and because I've only yeah. seen I've only yeah. seen small portions, and yeah, so my yeah. wife my wife constantly or not constantly, but she definitely tells but, me. And, and I'll be she, honest, and, and she's not yeah. even a nerd. Like she, yeah. I'm 100 percent nerdier than her. She is, but she's seen Lord of the Rings. She's seen The Hobbit. She's seen all the you know all yeah, of that yeah. that universe yeah yeah and and it's a even slog. she likes it it's a slog i'll, I'll admit it as a as a, as a as a fan to watch the movies it's a slog bro like Wait, I get, what do you mean I get, slog like it's it's like to get through them you're like oh my god like this is frodo i don't i don't know what that means i don't know okay. what that, that yeah, i don't know what that exclamation yeah, of emotions you that you just gave me gotta watch the movies bro anyways but, but, but wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hold on hold on i want an explanation here yeah what the fuck is a slog like is that oh is it bad is it good it, it's like yeah it's like a it's like you know you have to trudge through the movies it's like a, a difficult arduous journey to get to like the good parts of the movies difficult in the sense that it's boring or, or it's just it's long it's very long okay the movies each movie is like two hours plus okay so to you know to watch so it's like them. the equivalent of the first Star uh, maybe, Wars movies. Maybe yeah, maybe it's because I'm like ADHD. I don't think I am, but I get bored, bro. Like I'm like oh fuck, like maybe I should go play video games right now. <laughs> like I like I'm I'm love like I'm like you know. But of course it's the battle scene. Then I'm like okay, I'm fucking zoned in for this, bro. I'm fucking zoned in for the battle. That's when the action. But, starts. But yeah, when the action's happening, I'm like oh shit, the fucking Balrog, bro. The drums, the drums in the deep, man. But no, okay, um, <laughs> you gotta watch the movie. Bro. <laughs> gotta watch the movie. Um, well, and yeah. That's that's a, that's an that's an officially yeah. on my nerd list yeah. is to watch Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Anyways, Which, by the way, I'm gonna yeah. start that. I'm gonna start a nerd list, yeah. and I'm gonna start like a suggestion box almost. <laughs> it's gonna be on the website. I'm officially writing it down in the notes. It's gonna be on the website. It's gonna oh, be a boy. suggestion box. It's gonna be a nerd list. People are gonna be a- be able to add to the nerd list oh, for things boy. that we have to watch or you know different. We're gonna things get like, like Pretty Little Liars fandom or some shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna get some like you know slice of life anime that we have to watch where it's all Jesus cu- cutesy and fartsy. And I'm not like, doing that. I'm so not it's, doing. It's like a reverse harm where it's a girl and she's just like collecting guys. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah. So the, going back to like the whole honorable death thing that like I think Lord of the Rings kind of espouses is that the, ultimately the struggle between the evil force the evil force which is sauron aka or melkor whoever you you know the, melkor is the original dark lord and sauron is like the new dark lord is that a uh, long time ago the evil force the evil god melkor lies to men and tells them that if you die there's nothing beyond death and this goes back to like christian ideology because jr token was a converted christian catholic christian actually he was a converted catholic um so he takes a lot of that you know, jaws upon a lot of that uh, thematic, th- the thematic sources of Christianity, and puts it in Lord of the Rings. But there's this great, this great creator deity being called Iluvatar, and so the basically the fundamental struggle of men in Lord of the Rings, just men, not elves or dwarves, those are different things. But men um, is that Melkor, who is the like Dark Lord, lies to men, tells them that if you die, there's nothing beyond death. So you can defy the gods because there's certain spirits that come to Middle Earth that, you know, have domain over certain uh, aspects of the world like water and air and stars and shit like that. Um, And so Melkor lies to men and tells them, you know, disobey the gods uh, because if you die, you know, there's nothing after death. So you have nothing to fear. Might as well just, 
you know, or, or, or maybe he makes them fear death. He makes them fear death because at that point, men cannot die. They have really long lifespans. They have like lives for hundreds of thousands of years. And so the charge of the Rohirrim at the Battle of Plenor Fields um, and King Theoden saying that they're going to about to die. I know this is like a lore dump. I was gonna say, um, like you're you're dumping the whole fucking story is, is on me in right defiance now. is in defiance of of, of Melkor and Sauron and therefore Sauron because Sauron is the servant of Melkor, in saying that they are not afraid to die because they know that 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 if they die an honorable death that they will uh, eventually live on in the halls of Mandos, um in the like the in Valar Valinor which is like the, the heaven basically, and it's so like they Valhalla so so yeah before they charge they say they, they scream death. They scream death because they know they're going to die, number one. Number two, because they're facing this large army of orcs and they're cavalrymen and they're going to charge and they're going to die probably. So like but, the equivalent of like Mad Max and like spray painting their fucking faces silver and just being like, witness yeah, me! Witness me! Yeah, basically. And uh, and then they're, but they but they know, they're reaffirming their, their faith basically. That's what they're doing. They're reaffirming their faith and say, you know, even though I am going to die, at least I know that. That will live on in Valhalla or Valinor. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. I mean, that's like, so, that's, so then, like such they, a, that's such a theme. I mean, yeah. Amongst- so, then, so they charge and it's fucking badass because you just see like the you see the medieval the the medieval potency of like trained cavalrymen charging an infantry like a infantry position, and so they just decimate. They fucking decimate these like orcs bro and it's like this is you know there's just like horses flipping and the people getting shot with arrows and and then fucking you know horsemen fucking stabbing orcs with lances and you know killing <laughs> these and it's fucking great so it's like oh yeah i love death and destruction bro it's just so it's like it's a combination of all those things that's why i like that's probably why it's well, and i feel like a, pro- a lot of yeah. probably can compu- a lot of people could yeah. probably relate to that holy shit that's like, so if flowing. you and, and, and you can go like look up the clip that i'm talking about on yeah, youtube yeah. and it has like a 11 million views and it's like all the comments were like every time I see this scene I cry this is the only scene in like cinematic <laughs> that I've ever seen in a movie that makes me cry and I'm like fuck yeah bro I feel you bro <laughs> I feel you bro I feel you bro same same bro yeah it's, it's hard not to feel just and that. fucking solidarity in that. and then there and then there's like a, and actually it's funny because fun fact about that shot in, in that movie is that all, the majority of those those people that are on the like horse riders the horse rider the cavalry men are actually not men they're cavalry women um, because they couldn't find enough men to that knew how to ride horses, so they hired women uh, to dress up as like the warriors, and so a lot of them are are like uh, uh, women and that are that are in that scene really? charging, yeah, yeah, charging oh. the the orcs, whatever. Um, and which is makes sense because there's a lot of actually in the like the lore of Rohan, which is all fictional, of course. Uh, there is a. Uh, there's a history of shield maidens, like you know, men are not, men are predominantly the fighting force, but women are also allowed to like fight as well. Which is the struggle that you see of Ewen, who's the princess of Rohan, who also is actually there with another hobbit, Jesus, um, and who they wouldn't, and she charges with them. She she disguises herself as a man in order to fight in the in the battle, and then fucking, she ends up killing Mulan style. Yeah, yeah, she ends up killing uh like probably the most powerful servant of Sauron, which is the Witch King of Angmar. Absolutely, Mulan style. And um, which King of Angmar has a prophecy about him that says he, he says he says you know, and it's like one of his lines in the movie, but also in the books is like I can be killed by no man, 
And so, and so, obviously. So they brought in a fucking woman. So, so yeah. So she stabs him in the face and she says, well, I'm not a man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you know, she's pretty fucking badass. And that's when I. She's like, well, guess what, bitch? Yeah. That's why I fall in love with Ewan. Yeah. But it's been the books actually because, you know, uh, I think Mary, uh, Meriden, who's one of the hobbits, he's like slashes the, the witch king of Angmar with a blade that's blessed by the old men of Westerness and makes him weak from his enchantment. And then Ewan just stabs him in the face and finishes him off. So that's like the logical explanation. But I like the I like the movie version better. So if you couldn't fucking guess, this was clearly uh, the favorite nerddom of Goyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He absolutely just lore dumped on. Yeah, us. I, I, you can like edit that if you want. <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna have to. It's a lot of actually, you read the fucking script at one point. I think it's uh, a lot of information. That was a lot of information. That's probably gonna be edited a little bit. But Jesus Christ, did he just dump Lord of the Rings on us? No. I mean, what a universe! I've uh, again. I'm gonna go back to it. I've never actually seen any of the movies. You should. Um, and it's on the plans. It is. It's on the you nerd should. list. You should as watch I the said. first one. Watch the fellowship. I think the fellowship is probably like my favorite one. Dude, I think that's the other thing we got to get in here is we got to get like a whiteboard and it's got to just say nerd <laughs> list on it. And it's got to be just a list Shit. of movies, Shit. video games, books that we need to read, yeah, anything yeah. like that. Just absolute nerddom Shit. on that. It's just a whiteboard on there. I'm down. I'm down I'm, to I'm like down. open my avenues to new stuff. Open the avenues. Yeah, so, anyways, yeah, I'm done. Anyway, so so let's see. Let's hear yours. Okay, hear so yours. so here's the thing. I, I, As you, you were know, speaking, I was thinking between two different yeah, things. Blubbered for long enough. You <laughs> you did blubber for a while, uh, but it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It was good, it was good information. Was I am I am definitely motivated yeah. to watch Lord of the Rings and yeah, understand yeah. everything the fucking you were talking about. So yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Actually, fun story. When I was in <laughs> right before you began, when I was in college, okay, there was one time where I was working a shift. I, I worked at my university. And I was on I was on shift with one of my coworkers. You worked at uni. I worked at the I worked at the uni, prof. Um, <laughs> I worked at the uni, um, and uh, and we we're on. Sh- it was a Saturday, so there wasn't like on Saturdays we didn't have never had a usually didn't have a lot to do at uh, at the uni, and uh, uh, and so one of my coworkers was like knew that I liked Lord of the Rings, and so she suggested we watch it on Netflix. It was on Netflix. So so she's like, let's watch it together. And I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, fuck yeah. I'm not going to refuse watching fucking Lord of the Rings on a weekend on Saturday when I can just get paid to do nothing, right? Fuck yeah. So so we were watching Lord of the Rings and I was like, I was like hitting the fucking space bar. I was like, pausing. So, so what's happening here? <laughs> so I was like explaining every fucking thing. I was like pausing it every two minutes, like ruining her experience. Like, so, so what's happening here? So this is Gandalf and he's actually, um, the elven tongue is called Mithrandir and he's actually a spirit from... <laughs> from Valinor <laughs> sent by the god <laughs> poor girl bro poor chick I'm sorry Maria I'm sorry if you ever hear this I'm sorry Maria I'm sorry if you, if you ever hear this somebody if anybody that knows Maria uh, uh, wants to reach out to her and apologize to her on behalf of Goyo I invite you to now she was that. really nice so she's like oh my gosh I didn't know that thank you for explaining she was really nice to me. She, <laughs> she was really nice about she it she tried to make you she feel was, yeah, she was really what nice. a gal yeah, what a she gal was, she was really nice she was really nice anyways okay. go ahead it's going to be a little bit difficult for me to cover mine because mine is not necessarily a universe that is fictional. Okay. So, well, I mean, I guess I, I didn't say, yeah, it doesn't have to be fictional. It's just a fandom. No, no, no. I know. I know. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just, and, well, and not necessarily a fandom. It's not necessarily a fandom. It's a nerddom is what I'm going to say. Nerddom, yeah. Because it's hard to be a fan about something like this. And it, it's kind of... 
awkward mm-hmm. to talk about this topic in the same time that we're talking about Oktoberfest and German beers and all that. Oktoberfest. But if you don't already get all the hints, I am alluding to the topic of World War II. Okay. Okay, okay. So probably one of my favorite subjects to study about is World War II. And I know that a lot of guys out there are going to share this sentiment with me and probably a lot of women out there too. Um, you know, is the subject of World War II is the start of it, you know, the the uh, the charisma of Hitler, the Adolf Hitler as a leader, you know, as, as someone who, yeah. I mean, who literally brainwashed millions of people yeah. into following him into, uh, what, I mean, what is an absolutely evil war. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what you were talking about, you know, like the good versus evil and, you know, how like, for example, Lord of Lord of the Rings is sort of yeah. the good versus evil and good will always win. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. in the case of World War II, good did prevail. Um, but I love yeah. Yeah. hearing about, for example, the near misses, the things that really could have turned the tide of World War II into something that we did not that did not uh you know play well in our favor uh-huh so before you continue have you ever seen this is fictional it's it's alternate history are you gonna say man in the high castle yes what a fucking great show it was crazy it's a crazy good show again another it's, it's an, a series that is based it's, on an alternate universe it's wild so for anybody that does not know it yeah it's a series that is based on an alternate universe wild it's an amazon prime show that is basically what would have happened if the nazis had won the war if the yeah. if the axis powers had won the war the axis for example is japan germany and italy yep um and the allied powers were pretty much everybody else um you know it's a world war it's everybody that was not immediately conquered by germany and was able to fight back in most cases you can pretty much get it down to the u.s to uh the english you know britain uh, the uk and to russia those are those are pretty much the yeah. primary people. China, that, China to a lesser extent. China to a lesser extent, but China was involved. Yes, you could say that they were well, an allied they, power. They, they fought uh, against the Japanese. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they, the they definitely were well because the Japanese were trying to conquer them immediately to China. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yes, Man in the High Castle, great show, perfect example of what would have happened if the Nazis would have won. It's crazy. Um, it's scary. And, it's scary. It's a really oh, scary, it's, it's, it's terrifying. A scary, like yeah, envisage of of. Well, because I mean, you immediately as soon as the start the show starts, you immediately see the racism involved, the um, the immediate prejudice, even from a non racial standpoint, just between uh, German whites and American whites. You know what I mean? Like even from a even from a non racial standpoint, just the prejudice involved. It's a great show. I mean, it's obviously a terrible outcome of the war, but a really good envisionment of what could have happened and there are a lot of so there's actually several books that i've read um Mm -hmm. that are about specific strategic points of the war where Mm -hmm. hitler just made such terrible decisions yes that absolutely turned the tide of the war because if we're being honest yeah the wehrmacht the like the the german war machine was absolutely yeah the dominant force the wehrmacht was the mechanized divisions of the the armored divisions right well, it was just the the German war machine. The Wehrmacht oh. was just the German war machine in general. I thought it was like the so. Armored, it was the armored division. It was the the, the foot yeah. soldiers. It was the the zip the, 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 right. The airborne division. It was everything because well, the, their, their tanks were stronger. Their planes were yeah. faster. The the well, they, the air force is called the Luft, Luftwaffe. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just the Wehrmacht is... Is it a general term? I didn't know that. I thought it yeah, was only... I believe so. I mean, maybe... I maybe, thought it was only... Maybe, ref- I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've my whole life is a lie. But referring to the, referring to the like, mechanized... The Panzers divisions where they'd have infantry and... and I don't uh, I don't, I don't think so, but maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, because in, 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 like, in comparison and contrast... Because I'm also... I don't want to say I'm a student of World War II history, but, like, I, yeah. I, I, I enjoy tank history a lot. I like tanks, so, like, that's, like, kind of, like, my... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess my man, my man nerd, dumb. <laughs> Dude, remember um, when we wanted to plan my bachelor party yeah, so we could go shoot I, I, a fucking? Okay, World look, War when II I get tank. married, we're gonna we're renting a fucking tank, bro. Okay, <laughs> good old American. Goyo, Goyo, I want you to know that when you get married, I'm 100. percent Whoever it is that we're planning with, we're gonna fucking get you a tank. We're gonna get me a tank, baby. We're gonna get you a fucking tank. <clears throat> Anyways. But yeah, I understood that. Yeah, the Panzers were, were part of the Wehrmacht. For reference, w- if you live yeah. in Texas, you would know that there's a part of Texas, there's a city you can go to. Yeah. There's a company that you can rent out yeah. a World War II tank and you can fire it, you can drive it. I mean, you pay a ass load of money, but you can yes. you can actually drive and fire this yeah, because well, operable yeah, World yeah. War II era that, tank. That, that, well, because it's expensive because obviously they don't make tanks like that anymore. And right. Well, and, the they ammunition, have to, and they have to custom machine the ammunition. And the ammunition is no longer in production as well. So, Correct. Yeah. yeah, so... But anyways, yeah, so World War II is probably the, my favorite thing to study about. And it, a lot of it is because, again, um, because of how close we came to not winning it. Total um, because of the because of the not just because of that it's also because of the the uh, the motivation behind it you know I mean mm. it's it's crazy to me to think that there was a race that like legitimately considered itself superior to anybody else yeah. and and yeah. so much so that they were one hundred percent willing to genocide every other Another, yeah, you know sub- anybody sub- that contested. Another sub subsect of people, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. they were they were one hundred percent willing to do Whom that. They blamed for their economic and social social like you know problems in their country. Which I was, mean, it was a, it was one hundred percent a million life taking war that million, you know multi million life taking war that was started on the basis of scapegoating yep, and yep, yep. an absolute. Uh, fear mongering fear mongering yeah exactly and I mean a a lot of it was also based off of like Hitler's charisma you know because a lot of these people didn't believe any of that when they first like before the war started like in the early 30s in the early 1930s the Nazis were a political party at the beginning right they were a political party and 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 Adolf Hitler championed them they, they gained yeah they gained so much uh, prominence that they eventually took over the whole of the government of well, Germany. and a big and, part of it was just yeah. that he he absolutely convinced them that the yeah. Jewish were directly responsible for yeah. for the the lack of economic or prosperity all, yeah, that or just, that or Germany the, was suffering yeah. post World War One, or just all the I mean? evils of the world in general. Because because Germany in both world wars, societal, yeah, was was just bad. I mean, yeah. they they were absolutely in the wrong, yeah. and I mean, there's there's no questioning <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But so I mean, a big part of it is just you know for me, what I love to study about mm-hmm. is, you know, the strategic decisions that not only led to us winning. You know, it's not just what Hitler's mistakes were, yeah. but it was. It's also like the absolute heroism that was involved in a, on the American side that pushed us to be able to win the war. I mean, you think about it. Uh, you know, if Pearl Harbor hadn't happened. If if Japan had never pushed us to the brink of war, what would have happened? If you think about what would have happened if the British were absolutely surrounded at Dunkirk and were not able to get out, 
Because I don't know if you know this. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the movie Dunkirk. If you've read anything about the story yeah, of Dunkirk, seen the movie. Yeah. Every single soldier in the English army was surrounded on a beach, and they could. I mean, they had no way of getting out. And Winston Churchill obviously yeah. came into power as the prime minister, and he was able to devise a plan of escape, and the English were able to escape. You know, they yeah. they evacuated most of their soldiers, and they were able to continue the war effort from home, from their island, because yeah. they were pushed back all the way to the United Kingdom. It was a definitely a defeat. Yeah. It was one thousand percent defeat. Captured it, a lot was, of their, it was a retreat. A lot of their equipment as well. And I mean, you also have what would have happened if Winston Churchill was not the prime minister. Yeah. Would he have been able to, conf- you know, to convince Roosevelt that it Galvanize. was imperative that they attack? I mean, holy shit! There are a million yeah. different itty bitty and not not itty bitty points, but there are a million different points in time yeah. that you could look at and say if this had been the other way, the entire war would have been different, or the world would have been different. The entire world would be different or, right yeah, now. The world living in today would be different now. Yes, I mean it's because, such because a crazy. It, well, the Second World War propelled the United States into its international superpower, right? Well, and, terms, and, and exactly, terms, and exactly that because they also it sta- also yeah economically established and both uh, military and in an economic standpoint and also a military standpoint, right? It established us as a warmongering, um, you know, profiteering. <laughs> country i mean we well, really I, I don't know i think that came later but because i mean at that point we were fighting we were burgeoning economic superpower we were not you know at the point because because the war made created all these opportunities for women and men to work in factories you create all the factories because you need factories for the tanks you need factory ammunition you need factory for tractors you need factories for guns so you know well and yeah. so to that point yeah, you know what the crazy part of of, so it, 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 yeah. uh, of that of that manufacturing aspect of war, World War II is yeah, economic growth. Yeah. The the crazy part of the manufacturing of World War II is that we did not have the means from a military standpoint to produce the amount of warships or tanks or planes that we needed. Yeah, we did not. We did. We absolutely uh, did not have the manufacturing yeah, the power. Yeah, we never did. Yeah. We never did. At no point did we have enough yeah. dedicated military manufacturing plants to be able to produce the amount of weaponry that we needed. What eventually happened was is that civilian companies and companies that produced similar products, like, for example, a company that produced cruise ships, yeah. converted their products to and started fucking producing warships. warships. warships yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, the, the amount of... Little details yeah. that changed. Ford and yeah, Ford created uh, tank motors in the war. Yeah. Exactly, they made tank motors. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, I mean, the little, Ford, the amount of little details that changed. Ford, Cadillac, Chrysler, they all used. Yeah, the, the, you know that that yeah. that absolutely Agents. drove the, Jeep, the outcome of the war. The Jeep is a is a wartime, the Jeep is a perfect is a example. Wartime creation, and and originally and a military. Funnily enough, originally a military vehicle now is. So Funnily has, enough, Lily drives a Jeep. She yeah, has Jeeps. Worked into worked into the civilian the lifestyle. Uh, yeah, so Jeeps also, and, and it's funny I didn't know this. So they could actually airdrop Jeeps. Yeah, uh, they yeah. could airdrop them in crates. Yeah, and they would open up the crate. I mean, it was a little box. It was a little rectangle, <laughs> and, they, and would, they could open yeah. up the crate. They would put the wheels on, slap the fucking windshield on, and boom, you had That's a Jeep. It. That's a Jeep. Yeah. It's it, it was brilliant the way yeah. that they were able to you know design them. Yeah, yeah. to be. Fucking 
I, I, I mean, to the to the equivalent yeah. of like, like Jeffrey Bezos, they could Amazon Prime that shit to you <laughs> next day, <laughs> yeah, and real. you had a fucking military uh, vehicle. The engineering, yeah, the engineering breakthroughs. Um, I I think the only reason I disagree in terms of production wise, like you know, we're saying that we're not. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe we're not. You never had enough. To meet like the full demands of a of a of an armed like a you know fully war you know at war nation, but I guess I guess from from what everything I've studied about like tank history and tank battles and stuff like that is that the main advantage that especially in Europe on the European front that the American tank crews had against uh, the German the Wehrmacht which is the, the mechanized which I understand to be maybe I'm wrong but me, what I understand to be the mechanized units of of the of the you know. Uh, Germanic forces is that um, they had more numbers. It was simply there was more Shermans on the field than there were Panzers, uh, you know, on the field. And so while the the Panzers were technologically superior, both uh, in terms of like you know uh, range finding, you know, uh, armor penetration, better guns, better you know traverse speeds over open terrain, um, better armor, you know, real armor, quick, real armor quick, thickness. Real quick. Am I being stupid? Is yeah. Panzer the translation of Tiger? Uh, a Panzer is just a general term for. A Panzerwagen is is tank in German. So a Tiger tank is it, a specific type of Panzer. Is it a specific model of Panzer? So Panzerwagen, Panzerwagen Six Tiger. That's the official designation of the Tiger tank. Dude, I I chose the I I mean you didn't know about this subject. I just yeah. chose the perfect subject because yeah. I, I and I forgot about this. You play yeah, World of Tanks. I play World of Tanks, so I'm a big tank nerd. But I just read like reading about tanks in general because I think they're fucking badass. Tanks are um, badass. But um, but yeah, that it's, it's the it's the Panzerwagen version or Mark Six, uh, also AK named the Tiger. And there's actually a Panzerwagen. Uh, version six uh like mark two which is called the king tiger which is a later war production version of the original tiger and actually it's it's even more supposed to be even more deadly than the than the uh uh regular tiger but if there's like some production issues but that's like really like big like whatever history nerd but yeah but but that was the main advantage that the that the americans had over the germans is that they had more shermans and so they were able to outmaneuver and that the sherman was faster than a lot of the german tanks well and in general i mean world war ii was the turning point of a lot of war war style technology yeah we had a lot of we had production power sure sure but in general world world war ii was the start of a lot of uh, you know, technology that we did not have in previous wars. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. example, fully automatic, fully automatic machine guns, handheld, fully yeah. automatic machine guns. Should I be specific? Because in World War Two, we did have them, but they were crank, uh, crank fed. Like they yeah. were, they were World a different one. style. Yeah, World War One. I'm sorry, World War One. I, I mean, they were a different style of weapons that could not be handheld. You know, they had to be yeah. mounted on on well, vehicles. The Lewis gun is the first, like like Western iteration of the machine gun. Right, automatic. and 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 in World War Two, we changed that. We were able to make handheld, hand-held yeah. automatic machine guns that were able to obviously do a lot more damage a lot quicker the bar and yeah. and and even the tom the even the gun. germans were able to create innovations like that yeah obviously the the the, the, the weaponry that they used was, was it very the, it was a it yeah. was a turn of the tide sort of you know style of weaponry that all of a sudden you know world war ii was so much more lethal than any other war because yeah. i mean the rules of engagement changed you know the yeah. the german uh, military were not afraid to use what we would consider nowadays as a war crime, you know, well, in well, terms those, of weaponry. <laughs> those crimes were defined, were were were, uh, were defined. Those crimes that were defined at the Geneva Convention was after, which is after the end. Right, of the right, right. War, exactly. So. But like, in other words, again, like yeah. to what we consider, I mean, absolutely inhumane. Yeah, you know what I mean. Blitzkrieg. Uh, 
Yeah, and, and well, which was a tactic. Yes, the Blitzkrieg. For anybody who doesn't know, the Blitzkrieg, whatever how you pronounce lightning, it, lightning, lightning war, lightning attacks, something like that. Well, and it's 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 a style of of mass uh, bombardment. It's a style of war, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you understand football, a blitz is obviously where you go all out on the quarterback. You know, you put all of your defenders in a position that they yep. can yep. absolutely bombard the offensive line and go for the quarterback. So yep. in German warfare, a blitzkrieg is, I mean, that's exactly what they do, is they, they send everything at you. They bombard you. They hit you with tanks. They hit you with foot soldiers. I mean, they... They do everything so fast because they are so efficient and they have the numbers that they can just overwhelm whoever is in front of them, whoever is in front of them, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the I mean, World War II was just so, you know, different than previous wars. It was unorthodox, the methods that they used on the German side and on the, on the American side. Uh, you know, the German side and the, or rather the Axis versus the Allied, I should yeah, say. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, like, I, I, I did, yeah, World War II is such an interesting period of history, but I, I remember there was a documentary I was watching about tank crews um, specifically, and it was actually a behind the scenes about, uh, have you seen the movie Fury? That's yes. Which is about a, a tank crew that, that serves in a modified uh, M4 E2 E8 Sherman which is a later war production version of the Sherman which has better armor, better gun, you know, armor. Which by the way, if um, anybody here has not seen Fury, it's a great movie. Even if you don't like yeah. World War 2, it's just a fantastic it's a cool movie. movie. Yeah. What a fantastic. It's definitely movie. like it's got Brad Pitt. It's definitely a guy movie. It has Shia LaBeouf, Brad Pitt. Uh It's definitely a guy movie, but yeah. if you like Brad Pitt and you're not a guy then you're probably still. Gonna You're probably like still it. gonna watch Brad it. Brad Pitt is Brad good. Pitt. So. Yeah, he's Big Daddy. He's war, <laughs> his, his his call sign in that in that movie. He's the commander of a tank, and they call him War Daddy. That's his War Daddy. War Daddy's his dude. I want to be called War Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be called Daddy, please. I'm submissive and breedable. Um, no, I'll cut that out. Um, <laughs> that's absolutely going in. No, that's absolutely going um, in, ladies. No, just uh, so you know, uh, Goyo is submissive and breedable. <laughs> I'm a little bog champ. No, um, <laughs> no, um, shut the fuck up. I'm gonna shut the fuck up right now. But, uh, um, it was a documentary behind the, the tanks that were used uh, in, uh, the movie Fury. And I remember they're, they're interviewing actual World War II veterans that served in tanks, the Shermans during the Second World War. And one of the veterans says that, you know, there was a difference between, uh, like infantry groups or, or mechanized, uh, groups of, uh, the German army. And the SS groups, the, the, what were they called? Uh, the fuck the SS. Yeah. The, the, I don't know if they would like, they have a name or not, or just, just the SS, but the SS were like the, the shock commandos. You're talking about like the, the Hitler youth, not the Hitler youth. No, the SS, the SS were like the, the, the most experienced units in the German yeah, yeah. army. Well, but that's what they're, that's what they were called. Just the SS. Yeah. The S. Okay. Then I'm, maybe I'm just confusing something. And, um, yeah, so the and so that the difference between those guys and the SS is that the the SS were fanatics. That not only were they battle tested and that they were veterans of of, of other battles, so they're they're experienced uh, soldiers, but also that they were fanatics that truly believed in the vision that Hitler had outlined in this you know superior Aryan race where where German Germanic you know white males were you know or, or white people were just superior to every other every other race on earth. Um, and so that they would, when they would knock out a tank or, or, or you know, kind of, uh, you know, defeat a, a mechanized unit that had tanks and infantrymen, that they would not 
spare the SS people because the SS were like the hard, most hardened of all the Germans. So when well, that, and that and that's when highlighted that, in when Fury. That, yeah, when they would when they would wave the white flag, he said that we would we wouldn't go in and and relieve them because he's like there was one time where where they waved the white flag. They wake the guy had a machine gun strapped to his back. So what happened is that our boys went up to go you know accept them as prisoners of war. And the guy fell down, and his buddy behind him got the machine gun off his back and killed our guys. And so after that, we stopped taking them. So whenever they would wave the white flag, we'd call for artillery and bombard the position. Oh, shit. And then we'd go take prisoners. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and I mean, again, that is highlighted in Fury. You know, yeah. like in, in the movie, they sp- I mean, they hate SS. The SS. And I mean, because those, a, are the, those are the crazy guys. Those are the guys that really believe in it. Those are the absolute fanatics. The fanatics, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in the again in the movie, if you've never seen the movie, I'm not gonna try. I'm I'm, I'm gonna try not to spoil it yeah. for too much for you, but they really do highlight the hatred that American soldiers, American GIs, felt for SS soldiers whenever they came across them. I mean, there was absolutely no such thing as an SS POW, a prisoner of war. There was no such thing. Yeah, I killed those because uh, yeah, I mean, they guys. would they would abs- they would immediately kill them. You know, just to avoid any sort of possibility of the SS being able to obtain information or kill anybody or anything. I mean, that was, yeah, and one, that's what they called it. They called it the fog of war. You know, they called it, you know, this is what war is like. And they said, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, whatever, whatever the case is. Yes. Um, So, but kind of getting back to it. Yes. So my nerddom. World War Two, and I mean, I can talk about World War Two all day long, all day long. I'm a history nerddom, you know. Just a little bit about me, I guess. That's my that's my what's the my pro- my nerddom. December seventh, nineteen forty two. The day that would live in infamy. Yep. The Empire of Japan has uh, created a dastardly and devastating attack against our naval base at Pearl Harbor. I, I, As a matter of fact, I just got back from Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You went and visited. While yeah, you we went there? and visited Pearl Harbor oh, when we were cool. in Hawaii. Yeah, Pearl Harbor like really crippled our Pacific uh, capabilities. Uh, because they knocked out so many important ships. Well, we were able to salvage a lot of them and repair them. You know, they really didn't because uh, we didn't have very many ships docked at Pearl Harbor. I thought we did. didn't. There wasn't like a whole fleet. There was a fleet, yeah. but most of our fleet was not there. Oh, really? It we was, had just taken it out. It was on re- routine uh, exercises, or well, what? we had just yeah, we had just pulled them out of the harbor. Mm. So, I mean, again, it goes back to. Any little detail would have changed, and the entire war would have been different. Would have been different. But yeah, they had just pulled because out we, a, we a significant on, amount of the fleet, yeah, you know, we from on, Pearl Harbor. We went on to defeat the Japanese Navy in at Midway, which was like one of the most I mean, pivotal in, in a, in a fantastic sweeping defeat. I p- mean, pivotal naval battles of of the of the Pacific Theater, if not the the entirety of the Second World War. Yeah, where they, where we surprised the 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 Japanese carriers. Um, almost by accident. Yeah, like you're saying, it's like one of those things where it's just like, oh shit, there's a Japanese carrier over there. Let me report it. And they're like, oh shit, there's a Japanese carrier. Let's bomb the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking murder them. Let's fucking murder them. Yeah. yeah so yeah. And, you know, and, and again, you know, have you seen Midway? I've seen Midway. Great. Yeah, great I need to rewatch it again. It's but. a good movie. Um, you know, there's a I lot of Saving Private Ryan and, and like Fury or like I think. It's like in terms of World War Two movies and like cinematography, like Saving Private Ryan is like my first one. I fucking love that movie. I mean, if you never watch it, God, you know, watch it. Dude, uh, 
and then it's like Fury, and then Midway. Midway's a little cheesy. I'll, I'll be honest, a little like tropey and cheesy. Well, and because Midway, they tried to kind of do like the Hollywood thing, and they made it. Yeah. You know, they they, they kind of converted it to a you know. A <laughs> and typical... the reason I think of Midway when you say Pearl Harbor is because the attack of Pearl Harbor. That's how the mid, the movie begins. Is the attack of Pearl Harbor. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it begins with the attack of Pearl Harbor, and then that, we answer with Midway. I mean, that's we how we that's where how we were able to respond and really get into the war. But but yeah, going back to what you said, so. Cinematography wise, yes, Fury is a fantastic movie. I yeah. mean, the the film is is oh, oh, brilliantly directed. Fun fact, fun fact. In in the movie, uh, all most of the, if not all of the tanks are, well, no, no, no. Uh, I don't know if Fury is actually real. It, it, yes, they are because I remember they talked about how they used real, uh, real American tanks and the last standing German the, Tiger tank. The last, yeah, the last uh, working t- t- German Tiger tank. Yeah, and because I, I if you if you watch the movie, yeah. I want you to watch the movie again. Look really close. Um, so this is going to be a spoiler alert. So if you've yeah. never seen Fury, cut it off right now. But if you have seen Fury. In one of the scenes... The tiger is real, yeah. Yes, the tiger is real. In one of the scenes, they face off against a tiger. Two of the other American tanks are killed. Uh, you know, t- tank teams, they're killed. Three, actually. All of them are dead. No, I think there were only three to begin with. There was four. Were there four? Whatever. They all die. Except okay, for point. Yeah. So, the other teams are killed. The only ones that survive are uh, Brad the, Pitt's team and everybody else. One of them gets hit with a Panzer. Oh, my fucking God. You're getting hung up on the details Sorry, right I'm sorry. So what? All you know, the only survivors are Brad Pitt and his team. Yeah, yeah. So they go up against a tiger tank. <laughs> they kill the tiger tank. They're eventually what they're able to do is they're able to flank it, get behind it because it's a lot slower of a vehicle, and they're able to hit it in the rear where exactly. the where the armor is weaker. Exactly. If you look really closely, you can see that they did a really like they tried their best to CGI the fire on that tank because yeah. they couldn't actually damage it because it, it's the only it. surviving tiger tank working tiger tank in the world. Exactly. It's the only working tiger tank left from the world war ii era so they had to preserve it as best as they can so they had to cgi the fire and the hole in you know when they fired upon the tank one so yeah they 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 uh absolutely cgi that in so if you look really closely at the movie you can definitely see that you can definitely tell that it's not it's not it's not real yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i mean and the the hole that they put in the back of the back side of it is also yeah yeah. cgi'd but anyways yeah so so just kind of in summary, I will say World War Two. That's my favorite nerddom. You would expect it's a video game or a novel or whatever. Yeah. But definitely my favorite subject is Another, World War Two. That's how. Yeah. I, that's how my fiance, my, my fiance, my wife and I met. Is we were talking about history. We we're talking about World War Two. We we're talking about all kinds I of things. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. So we 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 we're both nerds in, in nice. terms of history. So oh, cutie. if you if you ever if you ever want to like strike up a conversation with me, if you see me in public <laughs> and you want to you want to get me going about nerddom. Talk to me about World War Two. I will fucking yeah, I will chat your ears. Those off. German brethren. <laughs> granted, granted, I will say this: Goyle will chat your ear off about fucking anything. This guy just monologues. I guess so. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh well, if I'm by myself, no. I mean, I mean, no, that's bullshit. Uh, because I've yeah. seen you stream. You have like zero viewers, and you are just absolutely monologuing. Well, well, that's because it's stream though. It's uh, again, it's performative in nature. If I'm if I'm like in my apartment or like HGB, I'm not going to fucking talk to you like if I don't know you. So you're telling me like you never like you never uh, Okay, well that's that, I take that back. I do talk to never, myself. I was going to say, I you know, you don't to talk to yourself. I, I did talk to myself, yeah. I talk to, to myself. To make myself all feel the comfortable, time. like to make myself feel yeah, comfortable. I will talk Safe. to myself. I will Safe. talk to myself. I bought some tortillas from the tortilleria, bro, at that at the H E B, bro. They're nice and warm. And I got home and I ate one. I was like, "Damn, this is good." 
It's good. What does that have to do Anyways, with anything? Um, talking about another fun fact from Fury the movie is that one of the, the actors, uh, the loader, He's, a, he's another famous actor. He comes out in other movies. But the loader, he he chews, uh, he has like a tobacco chew. And so he's constantly, his character is constantly spitting inside on the inside of the tank. And so when they were filming, I think that, yeah, like you said, they actually used, in some shots, not every shot, because a lot of the shots, they recreated the inside of the tank. And it's you're, talking about, you're talking about John Berthal? I think John Berthal. I think his name is. He's a loader. He he's the, the he's uh, Shane in The Walking Dead. Oh, it, or the, the Punisher. Picture, show me the picture. Yeah, the Punisher. That's how I know him. Yeah, he's the Punisher. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's that guy and the Punisher. Uh, Shane, what? Shane Dorthal? John Bernthal. John Bernthal. So John Bernthal, his character spits because he has chew, and so he's always constantly spitting. And so Shia LaBeouf and yes, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, so Shane dies. Oh, so that's Shane. Um, so Shia LaBeouf and Brad Pitt <laughs> were were mad at spoiler alert I guess. yeah I, I have never watched the walking dead so um uh get mad at him because the, like in the process of filming the movie because they think it's it's very disrespectful because he's actually he's literally spitting like inside the inside of a tank that a lot of like american servicemen served in so they thought it was very disrespectful that he was doing that but ultimately the director said no because that's authentic because that's what the german i mean i'm a german sorry the american crews would do if he was a loader and he had chew you'd spit inside the tank i mean there was no you know that's authentic it's authentic there gives a sense of authenticity which of course brad pitt and Shia labeouf kind of like we're like okay well we still think it's like disrespectful to do that because people probably died inside this tank which is probably true um because what they would do is that they would clean them out and then repair them and then send them back out if you know if they were still serviceable yeah so yeah um yeah yeah i and you know the the worst part is that right now i'm just thinking of a million things i want to talk about in reference to that but i'm gonna i'm gonna cut myself off right there uh, and then we're gonna call we it right at, there we're at a, we're at we're past our time Oof. so but Ooh. Yes. Anyways, in summation, have to obviously the, the nerd dumb. Yeah. So today we've been drinking again the Oktoberfest beer from Paul Aner, probably imported from Germany. You know, uh, again, fantastic lager. Oktoberfest, uh, a, a a fantastic lager. You can get it at most of your uh, nearby liquor stores. You can get it at most of your grocery stores. We got it at H E B again. Probably the best grocery store you've ever been to. It is. It's superior. If you ever come to an H-E-B in Southern Texas. But, yeah. Paul Anner, Oktoberfest beer. Goyo's Nerddom is... Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Probably a a very prominent uh, nerddom for a lot of people out there. Um, My nerddom is World War II. Also a very popular nerddom amongst a lot of people. Obviously, Goyo shows shares that sentiment because he plays a lot of World of Tanks, especially America, because there's a lot of gun collectors here. So, well, not only are we gun collectors, obviously we 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 won the war. So, I mean, I feel like that's a (laughs) point of pride for a lot of people. But I guess it is. But but anyways, so. Yes, those are our nerd dumbs. You got to know a little bit more about us today. Like I said earlier, please, if you guys do enjoy the podcast, if you guys are you know he- liking what you're hearing, or if you even want to just talk to us, leave us a review, leave us some comments, leave us a like, a comment, a five star review, Fucking or a one star review. Make Fucking. it a six star review, a seven. 
whatever you want to do, recommend some some beers to us. At this point, uh, recommend us to your friends too. Recommend us to your friends, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Push us, please. I will. You know, at this point, I mean, we're season, we're at episode three of season one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of season one is going to be beer. Yeah, because I know that our looking, next episode is going to be a stout. That's what it's looking like right now. I mean, our next episode is going to be a stout. Wait. The following episode is going to be another lager because we're going to be celebrating <laughs> Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah. While we were eating dinner, you did suggest doing wine, so maybe we'll do that as well. Maybe maybe it'll be like the finale. We'll do the finale. I feel like, no, we'll have to have a whole season of wine though. A whole season of wine. Oh shit! Okay, we'll have a, no- a whole other season. Well, that's in for the future. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that later. So but, yeah. it depends on how long season one is, too. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate yeah, you guys. Yeah, thank you for, for giving us a time of day. I hope well if you whatever you're doing. I hope you're having a good time. Whatever it is that you do, it make sure you get out there. You go get some Oktoberfest beer and get ready for the Oktoberfest oh, celebration, yes. which is not actually going to happen in Munich this year. Yeah, but you know exactly. what? You can celebrate it at home. You can grab some of these one liter mugs mm-hmm. and you can celebrate with us. Uh, you know, getting ready for the next couple of weeks and the next you know the, the, the coming weeks yeah yeah as we prepare for Oktoberfest yeah. today is, is German what, 28th yeah I believe so so we're end of August we're getting ready for it we're getting ready late for it late September German so. beer superior remember that <laughs> German beer superior Germany known for their beer so anyways yeah. thank you guys again um, I'm Manny Lada I'm Goy Lopez and this has been, been Nerds and Slurred, Slurred Words, Words baby we appreciate all y'all Ambrosia Ambrosia <laughs> <laughs> make sure you make sure you get yourself some ambrosia tonight. Ambrosia. Uh, you know, this morning, afternoon, tonight, whatever time of the day it is for you. <laughs> you have a good night. <laughs>